You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast. Monday night down at Bondi, everyone saw the scenes. 23 years of age, he travelled 3,952 kilometres, ran from Perth to Bondi. He raised $1.5 million on Monday night. It's now up to $1.8 million to help those who are experiencing homelessness all across Australia. It is the magnificent Ned Brock. How does it feel now that you've stopped, mate? I mean, that moment you crossed the finish line at Bondi there, the, it would have been unbelievable. But now that it's actually sunk in and you've seen how everyone's reacted, how are you holding up? Yeah, I don't actually think it's sunk in yet, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I've got a lot of reflecting to do and a lot of um, thinking about what actually has just gone down. But, yeah, to um, to have gone through what I went through along, that, along the Nullarbor and along the Hay Plains and... To finally come into Bondi was very surreal. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm bloody grateful to be home. One question I want to ask, Ned: you, you had injuries and things happened to your body over the way. What I want to know: could, could what you did and this feat that you've done, could that do long-term da- damage to your body? Uh, yeah, it could. I've, I've, I've done similar things before where I actually have had an injury that lasts a long time, but. I didn't have any injuries along this that have done long-lasting injuries, so to speak. But yeah. who knows? But um, there's always, you know, there's always a surgeon there to do knee or hip replacement. So mm. we'll see how we go in the, in the later years. You know what I love about this too? We spoke to you maybe a couple of months ago before you'd actually started saying, you know, fire up, guys. This is going to be unbelievable. So we were like, oh, yeah, well, good luck, mate. Good luck. Yeah, cool. And then to see the story continue to build. But now what I'm learning and what I'm seeing and what I want you to tell people about is everyone's just seen this moment, but can you talk about what went into the lead-up to this and the year beforehand? Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously. So two years ago, I... Brought, thought of the idea and came up with it and, and probably the start of this year we you know actually put pen to paper and started making a plan but um in terms of physically and what i had to go through it was like every morning 4am without fail wake up first thing i saw in the morning was you know swear words and telling myself to get, get the hell after it um for two hours in the morning before i went to work and then straight after work get home and the last thing I saw before I went to bed was that sort of stuff on my roof. And wow. it was just a mental, just a mental game. And obviously, my, I had three MRIs um, for a shin worry prior. And I was I was adamant I was going to do the, do the run, but I, I, I didn't have the load in my legs that I probably should have. So I went from a basically running 40K a week to 700K a week straight away. Um, wow. Probably not the way to lock up. But when you've got a mind that won't quit, you'll find a way. And, yeah, that's what ended up happening. Tell us some of the things that did happen on the way. We, we were told that you couldn't straighten your arms because that you were in a running position the whole time. There was another one. Someone, I don't know if this is true. Maggots. There oh. were the, was there maggots in your shoes? Yeah. No, in my in my toe. Not not in my shoes, in my toe. Yeah. It was, um, unfortunately, a flight. Obviously, Australia's quite remote. And what <laughs> Um, and at some point, one flew into my toe because I'm quite delirious. I don't really remember. Um, and just nested in there. And obviously, four days, five days later, the maggots started uh, crawling around. Oh, um, dead. I didn't, I didn't realise that it was maggots. I thought it was just an ingrown toe, so I'm trying to pull it away. And oh. um, about 50 came to day 16, I felt this thing in my toe, and I was going, what's going on? And I looked down, and there was about five maggots just feasting. So what did you do? Did you, like, do you just cut uh, that off or do you just keep running? I, I questioned all my life choices up to that point. Um, 
and I just sprayed it with alcohol and they, they obviously didn't like that and got a um, earbud in there and, and, and scraped them out. Oh. Oh, Ned, can you, can you take us to the closest you came to pulling the pin? What was the, um, mom- what was the moment? I'd never, I've All right. never, I've, well, I've ever put, I've never said I'm going to do something and not gone through with yes. it. I, um, then what I was the toughest point? That, um, yeah, so there was a few, like day three was pretty confronting because I was, I only just got out of, you know, Perth and we had about 50k an hour headwinds added with like belting rain oh. in my face all day. Mm. Um, and my feet were just, you know, you know, when you've been in a bath for too long, um, and I just, it was really, really confronting. But to get through that, and then I got to day 12 and had the most severe tensitivitis in my shin, oh. um, where they treat that as basically a stress fracture, but for a muscle. Um, and you're meant to immobilize it for six weeks in a boot. Yep. Um, yep. But we spoke to, a, spoke to a sports doctor. We drove 14 hours to Wyala, which was the nearest MRI. Um, and we saw, we, we put two cortisone injections in it, drove 14 hours back, got back at 3 a.m. And then at 5 a.m. I started the next day and ran 700k that week. So, oh, yeah, if you, if you find if you have a will, there's a way. And you know, it's um, I got a dictus band and taped it around. You know, uh, a rubber band basically that lifts my foot up off the floor because I had no function of lifting my foot up off the floor. Um, but yeah, we got through it, and then eventually I I, I must have ran on enough to fix it, and it just it healed. So that's yeah, crazy. Just Ned. pushing through it. Incredible. Thing, and when you don't quit, it'll just find a way. Ned, can I... Another thing as well, because my, my two boys are 13 and 9, we've followed your journey when you were running as well. Can I just say, especially for young men these days, and, you know, and for anyone, but to open up about your emotions, we are following you on social media, and, mate, you didn't shy away. When the camera was in front of you, you wanted to show everyone that you were hurting, you were crying, your emotion. Was that one thing that you wanted to show to everyone, to you know, to be proud about and to get out there and talk Ab- about these things? Absolutely. Like, there was that, obviously, the homelessness thing and then the, you know, the inspiration, but actually just being vulnerable and being raw and real and people just, the rawness people really resonated with and, like, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it because, I like, mate, I was screaming at the top of my lungs for, you know, three hours a day because I was in so much pain. Oh, and my God. It's, you know, just showing people that you can be vulnerable, but, but don't shy away from it, you know? Just sack it up and do what you got to do but like there was like some days I had great days you know I didn't scream at all but they were very few and far between where you know it's just a matter of getting up each day and um, yeah I, I hope a lot of people took um a lot of inspiration from well, that. I, I love the slogan and, and what's been repeated on social media too of you saying become comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. yeah you know I think that's extremely powerful mate I love that yeah, absolutely. And I yeah, I live by that. Like, you know, we're we're so we're in a society where it's much easier to take the easy way out, you know, and, and be happy with whatever and, and instant gratification, like busting your ass to get to put to work for something and then finally achieving it, there's just no better feeling. So mm. yeah, it's exciting to be able to, you know, show I guess motivate people and get them get them up and about in their you know day to day lives. And that was it was very exciting to be able to do that. We know how humble you are, and you probably don't like talking about this, but there are now calls, and and everyone there is a petition that we'd love for you to go to go to change.org to find this. There's calls to make Ned or nominate him for Australian of the Year because 2023 is already closed. Yep. All right. So nominate have closed but we want to do it now while Ned has made all this money and changed a lot of people's lives please go to the petition at change.org and look for Ned's record run and you can sign it
there. But, mate, you need to be nominated for this. I mean, it's... Just awesome. It's unbelievable, Ned. When, Like Whipper said, when we first got you on, we thought, oh, this is just impossible. Yep. What he's doing, that's this good guy... Luck, mate. Do you know what, though, Ned? Fitzy and I can relate a little bit. We had a pub tour um, last year where we had to try and visit as many pubs as we could in a 24-hour period. Now, we hit a moment where we thought we can't drink any more beer. And we were broken. It was raw. We were hurting. We we moved on. We found a, a vodka Red Bull, and we pushed through that moment, mate. And we ended and that's, up... That's- that's great, you know. That's that's really. <laughs> yeah, and we got through it, mate. We ended up doing yeah. 36 pubs. We were so proud. Awesome. Yeah, good on you. I'm proud of you both. <laughs> well done. We, we love you, Ned. And don't forget, you can still donate to Mobilise. You can go to nedsrecordrun.com. You can still donate there. 1.8 million. You're an absolute well done, hero. Buddy. You're an inspiration. Yeah. We appreciate your time, Neddy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it so much. Well done, buddy. See you soon. You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast.